are back. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hope you are thriving. On this dreary as F day. Well, if you're in Kansas City, yes, it is. I hope it's sunny for some of you out there in the world. I hope so. Um, If it is, let us know where you are and we'll move. Yeah, I hope you're all thriving under this new administration. I know I am. It's a dream come true. It's like (laughs) I don't wake up every morning wondering what the president's going to do. I know. Or tweet. So the inauguration was incredible. Um, The clothing. I need a power coat immediately. Sure. Yeah. A power matching coat with gloves and outfit. Yeah. Um, one thing I did, what, obviously everyone's seen the Bernie meme. If you haven't, where have you been? Check our Instagram. (laughs) Ashley has been making amazing iterations of it. But I saw somebody post something last night that I really loved that was like, um, about Bernie. It was just a picture of him and they were just like, I want to remember this as like a guy who has been fighting for like the middle, the working class forever. And instead of showing up on inauguration day, like trying to make a fashion statement. He wore the same puffy coat he always wears Mm -hmm. with mittens that were knitted for him by, you know, some small business in Vermont. She was a teacher and she, her kids go to someone hit one of his in-laws daycare and she knitted them, made them for her. Yeah. And he's just like, he's just true to like what he stands for. And it's not just a show, which I love. So was, my beloved Elizabeth Warren. She wore the same old... I didn't even see like, her. Like, wintry coat, you know, same pants. She always wears, like, you know, a sweater. Does uh-huh. she wear a sweater or, like, a cardigan? I don't know what... Yeah, she's a cardigan. Her, like, like, outfit is. But, like, I I know that she has discussed, like, she can easily get dressed in, like, two minutes. Yeah. But she was herself as well. But my best dressed was Michelle Obama. She, I mean, everybody looked like a true queen. I noticed that, like, everyone's hair just looked a little longer and a little, like... Shinier? Looser. (laughs) And, like, just, like, let your hair down. Like, it's just, like, you know when you're, like, a ball of stress and you just feel like everything is just, like... Yeah. Like, sucked up. Like, they were just, like... Just... Like, let it Feeling fancy free. Even Laura Bush had longer hair. I mean, congrats to all of them. They looked great. What was your favorite part? I can guess it without even thinking. Well, yeah, I mean it's Garth. Garth obviously. Brooks, obviously, the Which, love of my life. <laughs> it's the love of your life. Um, if you bring up Chris Gaines, I will <laughs> beat you down. Chris Gaines is my only beef with Garth Brooks. Okay, and if people don't remember, Garth had an alter ego, and before you interject with your excuse, he had an alter ego. And no one ever discussed what it was. Well, they he did, just, but, but you have to listen. Only you if you to... were like in the dark corners of the Garth universe, <laughs> which no one was except for you and the people who were involved in the Chris Gaines phenomenon. Um, I would say tragedy, but other artists are allowed to do whatever they want. Do you remember when Beyonce came out as Sasha Fierce? But she's incredible and she didn't totally, okay. ch- but she didn't change who she was. Garth Brooks was a cowboy hat wearing like you know boot stomping country boy and then he all of a sudden has this black straight hair that's like covering half of his face and he like is just a completely different person with a different 
Just to clarify, <laughs> Chris Gaines was supposed to be a movie character sure. that never got made, and he preemptively made the soundtrack to the movie mm-hmm. or released an album as Chris Gaines to get into character. The movie obviously didn't get made, and now everyone <laughs> hates behind his back. Not behind his back. Every time they go to a Garth Brooks concert, everyone I've ever talked to <laughs> says that was the best concert I've ever been to. He's so good. Like, I so amazing. I He's don't deny it. Such a kind person. Never hurt a fly. Does so much for <laughs> our world. And all we can think about and talk about are the negative things. I've never heard you so passionate about anything. I just, it breaks my heart. <laughs> Garth Brooks got me through the third grade. In the second gra- second and third grade, The it's River a- is the song of my youth. I don't know if I would have made it through. Oh my God, without The River? My school days, if it weren't for Garth and select few others. Listen, I love Garth. I love his music. I like, and I hate country, but I listened to Garth Brooks like the world was ending when I was a kid. Two of a Kind, Working on Full House, was one of my all-time favorite songs. He is a genius. He's a master. However, Chris Gaines was a mistake. We all make mistakes. It's a stain on his record, on his resume. And I wish it didn't happen. It should be the most minimal blip (laughs) on his resume. I can't think of an artist that you love right now that has most certainly made mistakes. None. None of them. And I will think of it... Whitney Houston was on drugs. Ah, uh, that ultimately ended her life. So yes. we can't. But that was a fucking mistake. You can't speak ill of the dead. R.I.P. Yeah. Like, and that, and to be fair, her career was basically over at that point. Right. Mariah. What? What do you have like, to say about She Mariah? lost her voice for years. There was like a New, Year- New Year's performance or a Christmas performance where she couldn't even like sing. She couldn't even get a word out. So now I feel like she's on a redemption tour. Yeah. I mean, listen, Garth came back. He's fine. His Garth career, has never lost it. His career did not suffer. The I'm man just saying. retired from a billion dollar career to raise his children. What an angel. And then his wife got a cooking show that has been an absolute tragedy in the cooking world. I do not condone Trisha Yearwood. I think she has a beautiful voice, but like. I don't really care about her. You don't mix mayonnaise and ketchup. It just doesn't happen. This bitch. I watched her show once on the Food Network or the Cooking Channel, which is the Food Network's like redheaded stepchild. And she made shit on a shingle and called it something else. And essentially shit on the shingle is like a piece of toast with gravy on it. And my dad like used to eat it as a kid because it was for like, poor people and she made it and made it seem like it was some gourmet creation i feel like she just like buys boxes of like pre-made meals and uses the recipes on the back on her show i hate it and she made a wedge salad once which i was like oh my god i love a wedge salad i can't wait for this recipe like you said the ketchup and mayonnaise thing mixing she just chopped a head of lettuce into four wedges which is a great start but then she just Mixed ketchup and mayonnaise together and poured it all over the top. 
and I, then like sprinkled some bacon bits on it and was like, here you go. I had former friends that when we would eat like mozzarella sticks, they would make their dad's special sauce. And that's what it was. Ketchup and mayonnaise? Yeah. I mean, ketchup and mayonnaise is a thing if you're if you're into that, but it's more of like a french fry dip. No, never in a million years. Well, mayonnaise is gross. Ranch forever. Well, I will never gross. stand up for Trisha Yearwood. She gave us like three good songs. Some classics. That's it. Okay, Garth Forever. We love him. There's no denying it. What he did a great job. Part? Um, Justin Timberlake at the inauguration. Justin Timberlake. At the concert? Do you not remember seeing Justin Timberlake We were at my house. Yeah. And I was like holding my breath for a solid six minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I just discovered... What did he sing? um, It's a song with that Aunt Clemens Oh, that guy. I remember him more than I remember Justin, honestly. I was full body goosebumps because I just love music like that first and foremost. But then like... It was just such a good song and so appropriate for the moment. And I immediately like put it on my Spotify on the way home. And I've been listening to it every day since. It's just yeah, so good. That was good. Um, Katy I Perry just, ruined it for me. Everybody's yeah, I, like, oh my God, she sang Firework. And there were fireworks. I'm like, isn't that a little on the nose? Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Yeah, is do the you worst? ever feel like a plastic like, bag? opening up. How embarrassing. Like, Sarah Bareilles should have sang Brave. I'm sorry. And we're Ooh. going out on Brave today. Oh, are we? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll look it up. You've heard it. I know what it is. Okay. Don't. I want to see you be brave. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome, everyone. <laughs> I was um, going to sing it, but I... Well, we can it. sing it in unison if you want. <laughs> <I don't> want <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Giving the people what they want, but whatever. Um, anyway, so I'm very happy. It's been a great um, change of pace, change of mood. He's a real human being with He's a heart. a good man, whether you... Agree with his politics or not. A, we're never going to have a more centrist president. No. He's super religious, so that should appeal to the far right who were carrying around Jesus saves signs at the fucking insurrection. But he is a man of integrity, and he has a good heart, and he genuinely cares about people. And that's what we were missing. And empathy. He's been there. Like, yeah. He's had the worst things happen to him. Uh, like, absolutely. Gets it. Right. But on to lighter subjects. Yeah. Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Do you want to just jump right into Bravo? I want to talk mean, about what's going on in life. Oh, God. Nothing for me. Oh, okay. Well, about you? <laughs> lots of things. The Chiefs are going to go in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl, which is very exciting. Although, I will say, watching it last night... Was stressful at first, but then we dominated. And it was, it's great. I'm excited for them to go to the Super Bowl again, but also just because of COVID, nobody was at a bar watching. Like, it was just very kind of, it was kind of anticlimactic, which is disappointing. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do for the Super Bowl. Last year, it was just like, oh my God, where are we going to be able to sit? We need to buy tickets. Like, but it was so exciting. It was perfect weather. Like. I just don't know we what this year's going to look like. the experience last year. It was so fun. Um, but anyway, that's exciting. I'm happy for them. Patrick Mahomes is just a class act, and I'm proud to have him in our city. I am the least sport, sporty, sporty person yeah. um, in the world. Could give a shit about sports. Proud of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Will bandwagon long enough to go watch the Super Bowl sure. game. 
um, or as I like to say, the weekend concert. <laughs> I'm excited for that. But yeah, it'll be good. Um, I feel like I can't like get too excited because like I've never cared before and I don't want to be a bandwagoner. Well, but it's more about like just being excited for our city. Yeah, I love it. I love this journey for Kansas City. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady is hot. I think he looks like a little doof. Okay. I don't think he's hot. Um, His wife is. And yeah. So like if you need a chief shirt, check out Middleist West. <laughs> I drew a wolf. His name is Wolf Blitzer. And Amaze. he is the new mascot. Love. Love it. Casey Wolf. Yeah. Get your heart out. Or if you need um, chief sprinkle cookies. <laughs> Head up Baked by Bailey. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, the only or... reason I'm sad that I didn't go watch the game with you guys was because I missed those cookies. Well, I should have thought to bring a couple home with me to give you today, but... Brian and Serena, like, don't let go of leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to their house, they're like, yeah, we'll keep it all. Well, yeah. Well, I offered because there were no, plenty left. And I... Just kidding. But I gave a bunch to Josh's friend because he was like, uh, can I take like 10 home? And I was like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can just make me my own batch, and they can be okay. pink and pink. Ooh, pink. Pink and pink. Got yeah. it. Okay. Will do. Um, so the other news is that I'm an adult, and I'm renting out my house. To Suzanne. To Suzanne. Yeah. Um, I'm moving in with my cute little boyfriend, which is kind of crazy. I was thinking today when we started this podcast, I was just like a single lady. And now I... Were you single? Yeah. And now I'm moving in with someone. Barely single. I know, but, like, I had been single for a long time. Yeah. And but I, you, like, met him, like, a week later. Well, I don't think so, because I remember recording more than How once. long have you been dating? A year mid-February. Anyway. You're anyway, it's weird. Yeah, so I'm moving <laughs> in with him, because his house is bigger, and I basically have free reign to do whatever I want to that house, and I'm very excited. Yeah, and... I, and Ashley's going to be my decorator because I don't know how to do anything. In addition, have free reign because I right. love decorating. <laughs> yes. You, I mean, you will be doing things because I don't know how to, I know how to do like the physical labor. Yeah, I will. But picking things is too much. your glass and um, tell you where to put things. Yeah. And you can like hang pictures because you know if you don't do it, then no one will because I don't do that. Yeah. I'm horrible at hanging things up. I mm-hmm. get too lazy. So, yeah, that's but exciting But it's exciting, news. and we should do, like, before and after journey on on the bibs. Yes. Insta. Um, so, yeah, the home studio, the podcast studio is going to be moving. Are we going to have our own room? Yes. Okay. So, doing the office slash podcast recording studio is uh-huh. going to be, like, my first order of business outside of the kitchen. But the kitchen will be done before I move in, because I have to have a new oven. Right. So Can we paint the office? Office slash recording studio. Doy. Hey. You want to know what color it is right now? It's like a really, 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 really light green. No. Right. It's not a. It's like a seafoam green, no joke. <laughs> so that's changing. Yeah. It's not going to work for us. It's sorry. Josh's bike room currently mm-hmm. where he does his like indoor bike rides. Oh. So that's changing. Oh. Where um, is he going to do indoor bike rides? In the basement. <laughs> well because i have couches in my living room and i'm like i'm gonna get rid of those he's like no i'm gonna put those downstairs in my like hate the phrase man cave Uh but it's gonna be his like woodworking shop and his bike area and like i guess he wants my couches i don't know anyway i mean so go for it yeah so i won't go in the basement except to do laundry just like my own house yeah so 
same. Anyways, that's exciting. Um, we'll be moving. More entertaining space. Yes. More party space. Mm-hmm. So and it'll be fresh. Great. Even and though now. it's farther away. A little bit. It's literally four really minutes from here. I don't know where, but. I would I say. Like, I feel like you're moving to a different state. I am not. I'm actually in the exact same zip code. So. Oh, okay. We're fine. All right. Um, anyway, so want to talk about Bravo? Always. Um, we can start with the normal stuff first, but I really am just interested in talking about Southern Charm. Well, we don't have to talk about, I mean, what happened on, we can quickly go through, like, Atlanta. What What happened happened? on Atlanta? Um. (laughs) (laughs) It's just been so long ago. Like, by the time we record, Atlanta was five days ago. Yeah, so stuff happened on Atlanta. Yeah. And Kenya was dramatic, and then we watched... Salt Lake City, and they went to Vegas. Yes. And so apparently, like, Whitney arranged the whole event, her mm-hmm. whole party, the whole trip. I can't speak today. Yeah. Um, Meredith, Lisa, uh, Heather. Lo- Heather and uh, what's her name? Jennifer. Jen. Jen. Yeah. All went. Yes. Uh, Mary did not go, which nobody is sad about. No. And Whitney arranged, like, this race car driving thing. Which I really want to do the next time and I'm Lisa in was Vegas. like, oh, I'm so excited. I love a power mobile or whatever she called it. <laughs> a power mobile. And I, I'm just like, I hate her. I just don't like her. And they get to the racetrack and, like, Whitney and... Meredith are like speeding around the track and as you're supposed to they are like 100 108 and then Lisa who is bragging about how she does this all the time and drives a Ferrari is 70 yeah like I drive I drive 70 to go to the grocery store yeah like come on so that was funny I hate Lisa um the shopping trip was fun Jen Um, almost died falling off that bar yeah and I just continue I just continue to um, not be sure about Jen. I hate Jen. Hate her. Uh, I just, I'm not. Heather is a queen. And my favorite quote from this episode was when, um, so Jen tried to set up Heather with one of their friends. And it's this guy that like, I guess like her husband used to coach with or something. I don't remember the relationship. Just FYI, if you want to set me up with someone, use your discretion. Okay. Well, of course. But. Heather, when the guy arrived, like, he's just this big dude, like... And she was into it. Yeah, and she... Her quote was, I'm so... Like, I'm so happy Jen set me up, whatever. And she's like, he shows up and I'm happy. He's he's tall, he's big, and he's alive. So, like, that's <laughs> all I need. And I was like, I need, uh, I've been there, girlfriend. Tall, dark, and alive, and funny. Yeah, she was like, tall, dark, and alive. <laughs> yes. Addison's a humor, her. and we're all set. She's the best. I, she is a breakout star for me. Because um, at first, I was just like, mm, I don't know how I feel about her, but she's the most real one. She's, she's the kindest. Well, like, Whitney's pretty kind. but Likeable. She's very likable. She's really funny. She's successful on her own, even though she was married to, like, some rich-ass Mormon. And... It's kind of fun watching her, like, self-discovery outside of her, like, very restrictive lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I hope she finds someone. She will. She's so cute. Yeah. And... I really like her. I like Whitney. Uh, Jen telling Heather that, like, 
you need to watch your friend and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's her cousin. Yeah, it's her cousin and she didn't do anything wrong. And also, you've had a conversation since where you said you forgave her and now you're bringing it up again. I just don't want drama. Like, it's not my life, so it doesn't matter. Well, Jen <laughs> sucks, and all she does is freak the fuck she out just on people. Needs all of the attention for everything. She's a loose cannon. Yeah. I could never be around someone that if they drank and I said one thing that might slightly offend them, they freak out and yeah. ruin the night for everybody. Like, but it's like. She's not fun to be around. She's a fucking asshole. You might get offended, but like. If you get offended at everything, everything everyone says, then I think the problem is is you and not them. She's definitely the problem, and she needs to not be allowed to drink. Period, because she can't control her emotions. She has an anger problem for sure, yeah. and alcohol amplifies it by a hundred times. Ugh. So I don't like Jen. I hope she doesn't come back. I'm sure she will because she's drama, but. Yeah, where's Mary? Is she alive? Is she locked in a closet? I think What's they're happening? like, Mary might have been like a little bit of an overcast. Like, yeah. she doesn't really have anything to do with the other women. And she's just a little bit, I mean, her lifestyle just. I think she probably got cast for that reason. Like, I think so. And she's then got kind like... of a weird story, but she doesn't contribute anything else. Yeah, and then I think they were probably just like, Okay, well, that, her marrying her step-grandpa is a little too weird for people. And, like, for me, personally, it's like, she runs a church. She talks about buying an apartment for her clothes because she doesn't have enough room in her house. And she has a plate, like, all of her other houses. Right. It's just, like... Not relatable, and it's, like... But it's, like, how I mean... I don't think that someone who, like, a preacher should live in poverty, but I just don't think that that is, like, where the money from the church should be going. Right, like, when people are giving you their 10% or whatever people give at a church, I don't really know. I know in Mormonism it's 10%, but um, when you're giving that up and you may or may not have it, but you're doing it in good faith, and then the like, the head of the church shows up in the latest, like, Gucci sandals... That would rub me the absolute wrong and way. And you're sitting in a shithole. Like, it's right. not nice, the church. Yeah, it's not like a big, beautiful mega church. No. It's like a shitty rundown. And fine if that's like a nostalgic part of the you community. But update it. Yeah. Ugh, ugh, She's too busy spending the money on her fashion. Okay, let's move on to the thing we want to talk about. Okay. Buckle up. Whew. <laughs> Yesterday was really a gift. Um, I know. I mean. So we're going to talk about Southern Charm, which. It was fine. It was a party at Pringle's friend's mansion. Yeah. The continuation of. a very nice backyard, but the little bit I did see of the inside, it wasn't that great. Right. It was like pretty on the outside. Yeah. But it's like one of those old homes that like, they just don't take the time to update. Yeah. Um, Okay. So this is kind of where it started for me. So we're watching and we are always Team Madison. Like, she's a smoke show. She's too good for Austin. Like, she needs to just do better. But this episode, I was just like... She was picking on him She so was much. so petty. And it's like, you can't break up with someone and then be like, well, you're not allowed to date anyone else. <laughs> she came up there and knew she was absolutely beta. in the wrong... Beta! You're when, a beta! Yeah, she's like, you're a pussy. Just, t- just admit it. And it's like... <laughs> 
How is he a pussy? Because you broke up with him. He's trying to mend a broken heart. He goes out and he sleeps with someone else. Like, that's pretty typical. And you're not allowed to come and just be like, you're disgusting. You're not supposed to do that. Like, he's going to do whatever he needs to do to make himself feel better. Mm -hmm. And it's also none of your business at this point because you chose to remove yourself from that situation. So the fact that she was on him and giving him such a hard time. She was drunk and jealous and... But, like, then don't don't break up with him. Like, well, I think it's best for both of them that they break up. And probably in her right mind, she's knows that. But, like... Well, but when she went over to his house and was just apologizing for how she treated him at the, like, beach party, she, she told him, she was just like, I'm not giving you permission yeah. to date other people. So, it's not just a drunk thing. Like, she just wants control over that situation. Yeah, she does. And so, it's up to Austin to just not have her in his life anymore. Because right. that's the only thing. I mean, what she's doing is, like, totally immature. But, like, still love her. <laughs> right. I mean, she's still gorgeous to look at. But we're seeing a different side of her that I don't love. And it seems very high school, college to me. Like I used to do this kind of shit when I was in college and I would like break up with my boyfriend. I would like do things to make him jealous and like post things on my Facebook that are like, I'm so glad it's over. Mm -hmm. Like I was 20 years old. Yeah. So how old is she? Like 20? She's 30. She's 30. Yeah. Um, so the rest of the episode, Catherine has a come to Jesus with everyone about... I liked that. I'm glad that they had that conversation with her, and I hope, like, it sunk in. Yeah. But... And then we also end the episode with a cliffhanger of her taking a pregnancy test, but we all know she's not pregnant because social media exists. So right. that was a pointless, like... And also, like, wear a condom. I know. Why is it so easy for her to get pregnant? Like, it's insane. Just, like, stu- you are so fertile. Like, right. Just take some precautions. Yeah. Just if you don't want another kid, there are things you can do. Right. <laughs> and I know she's not religious and not using birth control right. for a reason. It's like, you're just being dumb. Yeah. Um, and I know that you hate her hair, but Blonde. she looks fucking good right she now. She looks hot. She looks like, so I just good. don't see her like. I would add some strawberry to that blonde. I don't think... But you know that she's tried to do that before and it's always turned out wrong. Well, it's like when she, she had the blonde the blonde to red ombre. Like, it's just... It's not the right... There's something about it. It's not the right color. It, it looks dry. It's like too drastic. Her body looks great. She looks fucking awesome right yeah, now. Yeah, I want to know what diet she did. Honestly, tell me, please. Yeah. How do I, like, get slim down like that? Because she's our height. Yeah. So, like, how come I don't look like that? Because we're probably going to go have cheese dip after this. I know. I can't have cheese dip. I already ate Mexican twice <laughs> in, a, in the same day over the weekend. Oh but we will eat something else. Okay. Um, anyway, so she looks bomb. She's not pregnant. We all know that. Um, and But I'm excited to watch the reunion. It looks like it's going to be very it juicy. It always is. So, continuing on with our Madison so drama. So, the drama continued on into the interwebs. Yes. So, if you follow Madison, if you follow Kristen Cavallari, no one follows Jay Cutler, um, or Justin Anderson, who is Kristen's best friend slash hairdresser. Yes. Um, shit went down this weekend. So the gist of the situation from what I can gather is obviously Austin and Madison break up. Austin or Kristen and Justin go to Charleston 
just for a fun visit. They meet Austin and Craig, like, out somehow. Of course they do. They're Which, all, rom- like, they're all reality stars. Right. How should they, though? Because nobody should be out drinking and well, meeting people, but that's he- neither here nor there for this situation. So they meet, and then Craig and Austin decide that they're going to start a podcast. So they fly to Nashville to have Kristen as a guest. One thing leads to another. They all get drunk together. Kristen uploads a video of her on Austin's shoulders with Taylor Swift's We're Never Ever Getting Back Together song like blasting in the background and they're all dancing around and she posts this video. And this is where it gets a little murky for me because I don't know if that was in response to to Jay hitting on Madison on Instagram. No, I think Jay was a response to that. Okay, so I didn't know which way it went. So then Madison sees that video, slides into Jay's DMs or comments on his pictures, and they start a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So... And he comes to visit her and Charles. Yeah, because she has now... She's now released receipts, including a picture of the two of them together. Her texts were clearly, like, there are some things removed from the conversations because they're very choppy. Right. But... Then Kristen and Jay both post the same picture on their Instagram this week that was, like, something about... Nothing would break their bond. Yeah, they're like, not there are, together, there are like, users in the world, but this is 10 years of whatever. So now Madison, I guess, was being called, like, a liar by Justin, Kristen's friend. Yes. And was just like, nothing ever happened. Gotta She's making shit day. up. I know. He's messy to begin with. But... She was just like, well, I wasn't going to release receipts, but here we are. So she's on vacation looking hot as fuck, but taking time out of her vacation to... Well, I'm sure people are, like, slamming her. Yeah, but she's, like, she's also posting pictures of herself, like, drinking a drink and being, like, just the caption is just, like, cheating, meaning Jake is cheating or whatever. Or, so then she goes live with Vanita. Yeah. Gets hammered and starts being very messy. And then they start playing the Taylor Swift song, Never Ever Getting Back Together. And it just has blown up from there. Mm -hmm. Like, it took over half of my day. Oh, yeah. Just trying to follow along. It was, it was insane. And I honestly am still team Madison. Um, I think she's being a child. And I think that she really loves attention and that much has been made very clear in the last couple episodes of the show. Um, there was one point where where Austin was like, it just really, really bothers you to not be the center of attention all the time. And at the time when I saw that, I was like, well, that seems a little unwarranted. But now, after seeing what I saw and like all that shit yesterday, I was just like, mm, there's some truth to it. For sure. Um, I think she's acting very all childish. Like- they're all being single and kind of petty, all of them. Yeah. Can you so, imagine being our age and ha- being in a situation where you're like, I'm going to post a picture and a cryptic caption to get at somebody. Yeah. Like, grow up. And then the everybody. tabloids are going to dissect it. Like, yeah. it's a Taylor Swift song. Right. Um, yeah. Marley, can you I, Sorry if you can hear my dog chomping over here. She's just smacking her chops I don't know. Around. I've never been, like, the biggest Kristen Cavallari fan, so I am... I actually really love her. Uh, yeah. I do. I watched Mary Cavallari. Like, I, I binged it that. the last 
over COVID at some point and just watched all of it. And I was like, I just really like her a lot. So I like her better now, but I think that they're all just pointing fingers. They're all being dramatic. And yeah, I mean, Madison has such a smaller following though. Yeah. Like it's not even right. And I think maybe she and Jay were, she thought starting a thing. Yeah. You know, and I he think probably he fucked it. her over. I mean, in some way. Unfortunately, that happens where men can use a woman for a certain thing and right. then they're done. Right. So, even if you're as gorgeous as Madison, it still happens. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I think that Austin and Madison love each other for some godforsaken, unknown reason. Yeah. And. They just both need to get a little more mature. Right. And um, they should be because they are in their 30s. But here we are. I mean, everyone matures at a different rate. I know. But like, when you get into your 30s, it's not like somebody between like 17 and 20. It's like you're in your 30s. Well, in Madison, we should be past. So, right. I don't know. I just. I hate Austin, so... I know. Well, if I have to choose between Austin and Madison, I'm going to choose Madison. I want... But... I want Madison to keep being on the show. Oh, for sure. I don't think she's going anywhere. She likes the attention, I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure. But, yeah, it got real messy, but entertaining for us. Yeah. It was a fun day of, like, trying to figure out what was going on. So much drama. Um, I think that our poll was, like, split 50-50 on Team Kristen or Madison. Oh, really? Um, on our Instagram. So I'm team Kristen. I'm team Madison. I <laughs> might have voted twice. <laughs> so we are 50-50 right now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that was fun drama. Anything else exciting happen in the world of Bravs? I can't think of anything that tops um, that. New Jersey comes back Yes. Soon. We never talk about Dallas because I don't watch it, but you are welcome to recap. I, didn't, I haven't watched the last episode. I just, I had like a close call where um, my parents canceled their cable on Monday, so I couldn't watch anything because I use their cable to log into Bravo because I'm Obviously. a 35-year-old that doesn't pay for her own cable. Bitch, I don't pay for mine either. And so anyway, I was like kind of in limbo. I'm like, should I pay $65 to watch these shows for a podcast that doesn't make us any money? Or <laughs> Yet, yet. <laughs> um, anyway, I found out. Well, I was at my parents on Saturday that I could watch, I could sign into the Bravo app with their YouTube TV password. Oh, per. So I watched, I tried to watch Southern Charm with both of my parents. That was my dog dropping a toy. She's sitting on my lap. She's sitting on your lap, um, Marley. So I was able to watch it at, on Saturday um, at my parents' house. And, Close call. <laughs> um I didn't even, like, get to pay attention to it because they were not into it at all. Well. And, like, 15 minutes in, my dad was like, well, I'm going to bed. (laughs) And I, like, I took a video of him and I, like, asked him what he thought of Southern Charm. And his response was, what about Midwestern Charm? Oh. And, you know. What a dad joke. Dad. Thanks, dad. So, my parents still don't, like. Any Bravo shows. Okay. If I wasn't a Bravo person, I wouldn't pay attention to Southern Charm either because I would have no idea what was going on. <laughs> like, that wouldn't be fun to watch if you don't no, know any of the backstory. No, but, like, they make me watch 
like DIY all the time. I know, but you know what's going on when you watch a DIY <laughs> show. Know. It's like the story is thirty minutes long. It's not Fine. six Fine. years. You of always history. take their side. <laughs> well, I do love your parents. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so that was exciting. Nothing else is exciting on Bravo right now that trumps everything. And I'm sorry for saying Trump. Can we think of a new? I know. Thing we that should. Biden's everything. That Biden's that Kamala's that Obama's everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so should we talk about the book that we read Ugh, i guess so we can it was very entertaining it was it by was. the one and only brandy glanville who brought us tre- previously drinking and tweeting and now her follow-up book is called drinking and dating yeah so it's we think that it was from like during or before after her fourth season of filming Beverly Hills. Yes. Because in like at the very end of the book, when it gives the bio of the author, it says she's currently on the fourth season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So, so I listened and you read. But here's the thing. She says in the book that she started filming Housewives in 2012. Mm-hmm. And this book she wrote in 2014 because she says it over and over again, like, oh, it's 2014. And it, between 2012 and 2014, she wrote two books mm-hmm. like who's letting her do that who looked at brandy the first season of housewives that she was on and was like this girl She'd needs to write a, a book author well and she talks about her best friend is also her co ghost author yeah and i mean nobody would take her advice it's crazy and like yeah the advice in this book is not any better than drinking and tweeting no so. it's just like an advice book but like Advice on what not to do. Right. So she basically just goes through, like, her dating history since her husband, her ex-husband. Yeah. She's had a lot of... She's dated a lot of people, but it never works out. And she seems, like, really romantic. Like, like maybe a little bit addicted to love. Yeah. Like, she's always looking for the perfect person, though. Yeah. And, like, not... I mean, we're all looking for the perfect person, but she's just, like... She talks about later in the book this guy, what did she call him? The 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 Latino, yeah, that was her in Latin love lover. with her, yeah. And she he proposed to her, and then she went on a trip for the housewives, mm-hmm. and he went to Italy because he was like reeling from her non-response and fell in love with someone else there. Yeah. So so obviously was super committed. That. Made her realize that he, she was in love with him. Yeah. So I think along the lines of Madison and Austin, she's just immature still. But she says over and over in the book that there are, so she talks about, you know, the relationships that she's had and the guys that she's met and whatever, and we'll get into all of that. But she says over and over I didn't really give a shit about him, but then I saw him flirting with someone else and all of a sudden he's all I wanted. Mm -hmm. So it's literally that with every single person that she's with. And the other thing I noticed is that she dates people that are billionaires and she dates people that live with their grandmother. Right. Like there's no, I don't want to say standards because a great, wonderful man can live with his grandma. Like it just seems like somebody like her that was married to a C-list actor. A knockoff Mark Consuelos. (laughs) Um, Would have like, would just chase after that kind of like life of luxury. 
but she's she seems totally fine being like yeah he lived with his grandma and like the latin guy at one point was like i can't afford to go on a trip with you yeah and then he went to italy right so (laughs) like i think that she wouldn't end up like settle down with anyone who couldn't afford the lifestyle that she wants but she's totally fine like hooking up with them she is fine dating someone that's 12 years younger than yeah. her. Like, uh, so just like really all across the board, but she would only probably settle down with someone pretty similar to her ex-husband. Yeah, I guess that's true. She, um, okay, my number one beef with the book, and I know it's yours too, is that everything is a hashtag. Everything is a flipping hashtag. So she'll be like... Yeah, then we went to dinner. Hashtag dinner date. Like Hashtag. Just, <laughs> just, I mean, and the book was written in 2014. So I think hashtags were like a bigger deal. Like obviously people still use them, but they were like a new thing back then. So I feel like yeah. she was just trying to capitalize on like that trend. Right. And But it was really distracting. It's I think it was just a way for her to explain her jokes because she also... (laughs) That's a good point. Like, she would hashtag Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. Or hashtag Fresh Prince. It's like, if they, if they don't get your joke... If they don't get the reference, like, then, like, forget it. Um, and, and then, like, my other beef that I wrote down was that there was one that she was like, Brandy plus something makes, you know, something. I don't remember what the reference was to, but she says, Brant... She re- when she reads it, she says addition sign instead of plus sign. So like Brandy addition sign, Eddie equals sign. Oh well, because you listen to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so she says addition sign. <laughs> okay. Well, that would have been my beef because that didn't happen to me because I read it. Yeah. You listened to it. I couldn't. So don't listen to the audiobook if that's going to bother you. No. Um, so it's very Brandy. It's obviously her writing it with really no edits because she says, and I love the F word. I say fuck all the time, Mm -hmm. but she says it so much in this book that even I was offended by it. It's like, sometimes it's just not necessary. She just like is a little bit out there and just like thinks that to be her character she yeah. has to just go the extra yeah to be like mild. edgy she's yeah. gotta be like well i say fuck all the time fuck 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 who cares fuck like but then she talks about like not wanting her kids to see or know certain things oh and, my like, god the biggest well besides the hashtags another issue i had and this is a direct quote from her she's talking about her boys and then like she has a chapter about like co-parenting with eddie and leanne and she said re her boys They'll never be able to remember me speaking ill of their father or his new wife because I never have. What? Can they not read? I never have. She's done it on TV. She's done it in two books now. Yeah. And it's like not even subtle. She's saying like she calls Leanne Rhymes a whore many times in her first book. She refers to Eddie Seabrian as like a cheater, liar, horrible person. Mm -hmm. Like... Her, if her kids ever get a hold of these books, if they've never heard an I'm ill sure, word I mean, about their father, like, like they're going to be like, wait, what? You hate our dad that much? Because she goes off. And it's continuous through both books. So I was shocked when sure I read that. I was like, what? I'm sure there's nothing more frustrating than some little 
single white female trying to become you and be with your husband and yeah. adopt your children and she has money so she like can give them things that you can't I'm sure that's like infuriating of course it's like I can't imagine like she must it just must hurt so much but the way she deals with it is just to like blast them and like rip them apart and like maybe I mean kindness is contagious like, I don't know, maybe if you just like, it would be really hard, but just try to get above it. Like, yeah, well, I was looking at her Instagram recently, and she, like, spends holidays with them now. I noticed that when we were reading the other one, the other book. Yeah, so, so it can't be, like, I just... So she says, she calls Leanne Rhymes a country star, but she spells it C-U-N-T-R-Y in the book. Mm-hmm. And is Leanne Rhymes reading that? Or does she just not read the books and it's like, yeah, come over for Christmas. Because I no, can assure I'm you. I'm sure that this was written and then years and years later, they were, they were like, let's try to bury the hatchet. I guess. I mean, their kids are grown now, so right. like, they know what's going on. Right. I don't know. She also calls her kids little fuckers, which I thought was funny because that's <laughs> yeah. definitely something I would do. Yeah. She also says a quote that I thought was funny is, I have three permanent reminders of my marriage that I live with every day. Mason, Jake, and HPV. <laughs> <laughs> she talks about HPV so much. But there's like an episode of Girls where they talk about HPV yeah. and they're just like, everybody has HPV. Like, you're weird if you don't have HPV. I don't. I don't think I do either. I have. I got the <laughs> shot. Did you? I only yeah. got round one of it in I college. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Well, you're protected. Yeah. I remember my mom, like, taking me to get the shot. I mean, we had to go three times, and me and my sister went, and she was still scared of shots. Yeah. So I would always have to go first to show her it wasn't scary, even though she was a teenager. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I know for a fact that I got all three, because Dr. Saylor would have never. Well, of course. But... I only got Thanks, one Mom. of them. <laughs> you're protected. They're saying now that you should get them like very young. Like when you're a kid, you should be getting those shots. Well, I'm an anti-vaxxer, so. Oh my God. <laughs> if you were really an anti-vaxxer, I would kick you out of my home. Like you'd be gone. Give me, my grandma got the first, her first COVID shot today. <gasps> I forgot to call her. Lucky. Yeah. I wish I got mine. I don't think we're getting ours until mid to late summer. That's what I read today. I'll be there. I know. First in fucking line for my age group. Anyways. um, So one thing that she... So most of the book is just absolute nonsense. But one thing she said I actually agreed with was... She says, guys, if you're going to take someone on a date, take them on a fucking date. There's nothing more unattractive than a man who can't make up his mind. I agree with this so much. And it is my biggest pet peeve when... In the past, when I was dating you know, more than who my boyfriend is now. Somebody being like, I want to take you out. Where do you want to go? If you're going to take me out, then you tell me where we're going. Mm -hmm. Check with me. Like, oh, is that okay? Like, I want to take you here. Is that cool? But don't just be like, where should we go? Like, gross. Ooh, I want sushi. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Look at that decisiveness. I love it. But 
I agree with that. Like, don't ask yeah. me on a date and then ask me what we should do. That's one of my New Year's res- resolutions, kind of, is to be more decisive. So, like, yeah. if I want to go somewhere, say it. If I don't want to do something, say no. Yeah. Which we all experienced this week. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, that's good. Um, I don't know how I feel about sushi, but maybe by the end of this, I'll want it. No, but I, I do, like, maybe this weekend. Ooh, okay. I sushi think... is a food for me that I have to be in the mood for. Yeah, I think that I'm hungry now, so I can't have sushi now, but I do want sushi. Yeah, sushi is, like, a fun happy hour snack. Yeah. Sushi, to me, is not a meal because then I'm hungry 30 minutes later. Right, because then we'll have to get, like, pad thai also. Right. Or something. Oh, my God, pad thai sounds good. Anyways, we can discuss this <laughs> offline. Um, she Another word of advice she gives us is that you should always use a condom, mm-hmm. which is great advice, great and advice I think we should from, all be following uh, Catherine. it. But she says she recommends super thin ribbed latex condoms with strawberry-flavored lubricant. Because you're giving blowjobs with a condom on? People do that? No, people don't do that. Mom, guys, <laughs> mom, don't listen. People, mom, listening, don't listen to this. Please weigh in if you've given a blowjob with a condom present, because that is insane. My to mom me. is never gonna listen to this again. I'm not saying I'm doing it. I'm just asking the question: Are you, are people in the world giving blowjobs with a condom on? I'm honestly want to know. Maybe. If you're a prostitute, that would be Well, smart. it's smart. I'm not I'm not arguing the merits of Someone it. Someone keeps commenting that natural remedies cured their herpes. <laughs> so, like, if you just don't want to get herpes, use a condom. I agreed. I just feel like if you're not comfortable with someone enough... Don't give them a blowjob. To job. give them a BJ Sans condom, then you probably shouldn't be giving them a blowjob. Yeah. Like, anyways... That's all I'll say about it for Martha's sake, but I was blown away by that. Like, Brandy, fuck you. You're not giving blowjobs with a condom on. Give me a break. That's not happening. I don't believe it for a second. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Her marriage confused me. I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that that happened. What? Her marriage to her best friend in Vegas. She talks about it a little bit in the last book. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. She mentions it. Seems like he's a nice guy and she should have, like, tried well, to make it work. that's the thing about her is that she's like, he's wonderful. He'll make so some woman so happy. Like, he's so attractive. We love hanging out together. He's my best friend. Blah, blah, blah. Goes on and on about how great he is. She's like, I'll just never be sexually attracted to him. Even though I slept with him once. Like, so you're just trying to force it? Because if it's not there, then it's not there and don't marry him. Like, yeah, I don't get it. I mean... That also drove me nuts is that she talks about the marriage. So Darren is her like best friend that she says, and they all went to Vegas for New Year's and they're sitting around a dinner table and they're like, let's do something crazy tonight. And Darren's like, we should get married. That'd be so funny. And everybody's like, oh my God, yeah, do it. And then Brandy was like, you're not going to do that. Like you're full of shit. So she's like, I, we go on about our night. Midnight comes and goes. I kiss my girlfriends. And then the next day, he's like, let's do it. Like, let's actually get married. So they go and do it. And then she says, I tweeted it out to my followers. And it went viral. And people were talking about it. It was all over the news, whatever. And then she's like, lesson learned. What happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. I blame social media. 
bitch, you tweeted yeah, you it tweeted out. It. What did you think was going to happen? Okay, Donald. Right? Like, <laughs> what happens? And then she put, put hashtag Brandy Blunder. Like, you obviously wanted people to know and talk about it, and you wanted Leanne Rhymes to see it, and you wanted Eddie Seabrian to see it. That was not like an oopsie. I didn't think anybody would talk about this. Yeah. Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah. Ugh. Brandy Blender. Mm-hmm. I just. She clearly doesn't have her best in- interests at heart if she can't, like, fall in love with a nice, hot dude. Right. And, but, like, I can relate to that a little bit and, like, maybe trying to force something that's not there because the person is such a good can guy. You? But, well, not Josh. He's perfect. Not but, Josh. <laughs> um, but, like, Trying to make something happen even though you're not really feeling it because the person is good on paper. Mm-hmm. And if you're not feeling it, you're just not. And it the person could be very attractive or they could have a lot of money or they could, you know, treat you the way that you want to be treated. But that doesn't always equal a relationship. Like, right. But, I mean... If that's the case, I'm not going to have sex with them and marry them in Vegas. Well, right. So. Because obviously that guy's like cool with being with her. Like it's very clear. But she's using him, I think, for her emergency contact. As she mentions later in the book. Yeah. Um, And then I also want to point out that this bitch loves stroganoff. And I'm not sure why. When she's. Beef stroganoff. She talks more than once about like. Trying to lure the Latin guy over to her apartment and just be like, oh, I just wanted to have sex. So I was trying to lure him over. And then she was texting him and was like, yeah, I'm home by myself and I'm really craving stroganoff. She's like, obviously he came running. And I'm like, stroganoff's the grossest food you could offer someone. I think that's like code for something. No, she makes stroganoff more than once. She talks about them sitting at the table and eating it. Like, if I was doing that, I'd be like, oh, I'm like making scallops like something that's nice but how- making hamburger helper yeah. <laughs> right really it's like craving it. <laughs> like oh i'm just home alone Shake whipping and up- bake. <laughs> just home alone whipping up a little sloppy joe do you want to <laughs> do you want to come over like like luring him in with the grossest least sexy food come on Brandy. Frito chili pie come on <laughs> just over making a walking taco if you want to come over <laughs> Like the grossest food imaginable. Like Brandy, do better. Yeah. Like at least the least you can do is be like, I'm ordering a pizza. Like yeah. that's better than being like, I'm making the grossest food imaginable. That's oh like, my God. it's like a gray cart, like gray gravy on top of just egg noodles. Like get the fuck out of here with that. That's not a sexy meal. I don't think any dude would be like, ooh. Want to come over for meatloaf? I just pulled a meatloaf out of the oven. Like Just like opened up a can of Spam. <laughs> Gross. I just made shit on a shingle. Do you want some? Come on over. I have ketchup mayo <laughs> magic sauce. That I just put on a wedge of lettuce. <laughs> God. Anyways. I think I have some bacon bits somewhere. They might be from like 40 years ago, but. But you can dig them out of the back of my cabinet. Um, But so she mentioned stroganoff once and I was like, what a gross food. And then she said it like two more times. And I was just like, get 
off of the stroganoff. <laughs> like, it's so gross. I want to find a video of her eating stroganoff. Oh, my God. She's probably eating it right now. She loves it so much. <laughs> Anyways, so that's pretty much all the notes I have about the book. But then I did a very deep dive into her boyfriend. You did. And yeah. I want to do a game on um, Instagram. So if you listen... Maybe you'll win a prize if you, like, Ooh. get our game right. Oh, my God. I hope. I hope somebody gets it right. I don't know what the game is exactly, but. Yeah. It's going to be, like, we're going to, like, talk about these boyfriends. And, and then you'll have to you're match gonna have them. You're going to have to match them. Okay. Okay. So, first person that she talks about in the book that she dates is the criminal. And he is a guy that she meets out at a bar who is there with his young daughter. Mm-hmm. And he slides into the booth next to her. Her friend is across from them. Um, and he's like very suave. Very. I picture um, Kelly from OC's boyfriend from Fox News. Oh, God. That guy's nose makes me want to kill myself. Sure. Um, so this guy slides into the booth. He buys her a bunch of Whispering Angel, which she loves because she talks about Whispering Angel. So, whispering Angel. <laughs> That's how I have to say it. So um, much. So anyways, he asks her out. She, like, makes a bunch of jokes about, like, oh, you're a horrible father. Why is your daughter here? It's 11 p.m. And turns out he's a billionaire. They date a bunch. I can't find any information on this person. What was his job, though? Um, I don't remember. No, so this guy's not a billionaire. He's a criminal. But he's rich. So he has a bunch of money. He has a driver when he goes to this place that he's, like, calls his driver over and he's like put her in the car like meaning his daughter so he can flirt with brandy some more at this bar and then she goes to a party with him and meets her next boyfriend named mm-hmm. asher who's 28 at the time and brandy's fake 40 names. yeah they're they're fake names some of them though we can put together which i will right. talk about um so turns out he's a criminal i think he like was in trouble for some sort of, like, drug trafficking or... I don't remember. Anyway, so that was short-lived. Yeah. Um, but she meets Asher, who's a 28-year-old filmmaker living in a hotel. She said he was, like, the male equivalent of Eloise. Um, she mentions that his best friend was a dorky suspender-wearing geek on a popular 90s show, which obviously means Steve Urkel. Right. Jaleel White is his real name. Mm-hmm. Stefan was my dreamboat right. in the 90s. So I looked up Jaleel White's Instagram. Right. Full of Jaleel White. Love him. He's a he's an angel. What's he I up can't, to these days? Well, he has a picture with Lisa Vanderpump. And, I, and he said something exciting coming, but like I haven't seen anything since. He looks like Steve Urkel. Like, <laughs> he looks like Stefan. Right. Anyway, but... I looked through all of his pictures looking for like a white guy with a mop of brown hair, which is how Brandy described this guy. And I can't find anything. He does hang out with Frankie Delgado, who was in the hills. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. This guy does? Jaleel White. Oh, Jaleel. Um, Anyway, so I can't find any information. I want to know who this guy is, but I, I did some digging. I couldn't find anything. Okay. I'm looking. I'm just doing some search. Okay. Next... Is the Latin boyfriend. His name is Jonathan Ruiz. If you watch the Beverly Hills Housewives, she meets him at Kyle's white party in season three. And he is hot. 
He is very hot. I don't remember what he looks like. Um, he has dark brown hair. It's kind of on the longer side. Um, he looks like a Latin lover, just like how you would picture a Latin lover. I mean, she's in love with Mauricio, so. But I included a link to his bio on the agency website. So you can look him up if you want. Um, he's hot. So the whole book, there's a lot of back and forth with them. Like they're together. They're not together. Yeah. They fight all the time. They break up, they make up, whatever. So the book ends with her telling us that she drove to his house to propose. Ooh, yeah, like he's pretty hot. Yeah. Um, so she drove to his house to propose to him with a white orchid plant and kind of like an insinuation of like, we'll see what happens. And then the book ends. Yeah. Obviously Clearly nothing. nothing. <laughs> this was 2014. She also mentions a gorgeous black actor that she dated before the Latin guy, but I can't figure out who it is. Yeah. Then, I did get Gerard Butler. I see that you got it. Yes. So she dates somebody named Donald DJ Freeze, who was the billionaire. And there's pictures of them all over Google. If you look up Donald Freeze, there's pictures of him and Brandy all over the place. But he also dated Kendra from Ooh, The Girl Next Door. Fun fact. Yeah. The Girls Next Door, who's a Playboy bunny, who was one of Hugh Hefner's, like, girlfriends. In that show. Remember okay. that show? Mm-hmm. So there's pictures of him and her together too. Um, John Kerwin. She mentions on page five. And she says, um, God, what does she say? She says like some washed up um, talk show host that tried to make my life hell, blah, 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 with a bunch of rumors. She says it right on page five, like at the very beginning of the book. That's John Kerwin. They dated from 2012 to 2013. He's a writer-producer, although I've never heard of anything that he's ever worked on. She went on his show, and that's how they met, and then they, like, went on a date. Okay. They went on a date, and he talked shit on her after saying that she gave him a blowjob, but then she she didn't tell him that she had HPV, and I guess he, like, released that information to the world, and then a Twitter war ensued, and they obviously never talked again. Right. He basically called her a whore on, you know, Twitter or whatever. And then they had a back and forth and that was it. So that's who she's talking about on page five. Then she did. Well, before that, she dated someone named Johnny Messner from 2009 to 2010. He was an actor in a bunch of B movies. I looked him up. He's not familiar to me at all. Okay, He's kind of beefy, kind of hot. She says in chapter four... She mentions a guy that was, like, a beefy actor that was in a bunch of action movies that she slept with and dated for, like, a month or so. She met him in, like, a beach party. And then she talks about an actor slash rapper slash political hopeful, and I am dying to know who it is. Can't figure it out. I can't think of anyone who was an actor slash rapper. She describes him as the most beautiful man she's ever seen. I was wondering if it was, like... Someone from Empire? I know. I'm like a rapper slash actor who told her at one point, like, oh, and when I decide to stop doing this, I really want to go into politics. Like, and I I'm can like, only think Kanye? of the hot guy like, from know. Empire that's from Kansas City. Oh, God. That guy is so hot. Um, He's married to a beautiful woman. The girl from Empire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my um, God. Remember our Empire binge watch yes, day? Oh, my at your God. old apartment? And Cute. we had paninis. Mm. We had all kinds of snacks that yeah, day. Yeah, that was, a good that was day. amazing. Anyways, um, <laughs> so I want to know who that is, but there's no, there's no 
um, clues outside of that. She dated an NBA player who was friends with Kim Kardashian's ex-husband, Chris Humphreys, who was also an NBA player. They were married for like 72 days. She makes it very clear that she's talking about Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys. Because she's like, their their marriage lasted 72 days. Maybe he should have been keeping up with Brandy instead of keeping whatever. Like, because he was kind of like a hanger-on to their relationship and Mm -hmm. would just always be like, oh, I'm best friends with him and I'm best friends with him. Um, But they went to dinner they were all over each other. He was trying to drive her back to his place or her place. They pulled over on the side of the road and had sex on the hood of his car. So. Cute. Great. <laughs> Good for her. Um, 2009 to 2010 also, she dated someone named Mike Meldman, who's older. He's in his 60s. And he's part owner of Casamigos Tequila, who is also half owned by George Clooney. Mm-hmm. So he's Which connected. Denise Richards only drinks yes exclusively on the rocks um and then lastly the unicorn chaser she talks about this guy a lot so she says he's a mid-30s new york television producer she wasn't attracted to him until she saw him flirting with other girls which is a common theme in the Mm -hmm. book she dated one of his friends that was an incredibly famous actor hashtag google it is what she says Pretty sure that was Gerard Butler. Yeah, because she said Scottish actor. Yeah, and she says that they went to the movies. He took her to the movies, and it was his friend that she he knew that she hooked up with was the actor in the movie. So around that time frame, I thinking I'm thinking PSA it was Gerard Butler. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so she hooks up with him at a party. This is the unicorn chaser. Mm-hmm. Which unicorn chaser she defines at the beginning of the chapter as someone who wants like a unicorn, meaning a woman who has no flaws and also is like everything that that man wants her to be. That's not um, Which is right. Um, but he thought he could make her that. So anyway, they hook up at a party um, a year later when she, he catches her in the kitchen making out with a girl. Like some girl came in and hit on her and she's like, well, if he's not making out with me, I'll just make out with this girl. Which is what I've always done, right? Yeah, it's the best move. <laughs> Never. Then they make out, and she says, "Before I could react, I felt a few a few of his fingers find their way inside." Oh god. Hashtag shocker style. Gross. Does that mean an actual shocker? Like a bee? A shock? Do you know what the shocker is? No. Oh, actually. Okay. So the shocker is. Um, this is going to be gross. So, Martha, cover your ears. Darcy, you too, if you're listening. Two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, my And you God. guys, if you don't know what that means, sorry. I'm not going to get any more graphic than that. But she says hashtag, shock, hashtag shocker style. So, that's what I'm assuming happened. But, oh, my God. So, he does that. And then he stops and says, it's getting late. It basically tells her to leave. So then on Christmas Eve, she's alone. Her kids are with Eddie and Leanne. She's feeling sad. She goes to Yolanda and David Foster's house for a little party, then leaves and meets this guy for a drink. Um, They go back to his hotel room. She says that she does not remember it, but she knows they had sex because she woke the up. The unicorn? With, yeah. She woke up with her pants off and he had a cab waiting for her outside. So can you imagine waking up and being disoriented and being like, what even happened? And your pants are off. And then somebody's like, hey, there's a cab outside waiting for you. If you could get the fuck out, that'd be great. 
And then she says that she paid for the cab ride. Oh my he god. He didn't even pay. Oh, so anyway, I know you could do better. You could do better. So that was the unicorn chaser. That's kind of the last person that she talks about before she goes back to like the Latin lover bullshit at yeah. the end. Yeah. I do want to point out these are the only boyfriends that had existed up until the point where she wrote the book. But she went on Danny Pellegrino's podcast and talked about men that she's dated since. Okay. And the list includes, or since or before Eddie. So before she met her ex-husband and then after she wrote this book. So these weren't included in the book. Before she met Eddie, she dated David Schwimmer, supposedly. There's no photographic evidence. Matt LeBlanc. Gerard Butler. And Ben Stiller. That was before Eddie. Yeah. Because he's married. Yeah. Well, and Ben Stiller went on, it might have been Watch What Happens or something like that. And uh-huh. he was just like, yeah, he was like, we went on a few dates in the 90s. But he, they didn't have a relationship. They just like hung out. But he didn't deny it. Mm-hmm. Gerard Butler, on the other hand. Denied. He didn't deny it. He acknowledged it. But just kind of was just like, that wasn't a thing. Like, they hung out. He found out that she was on a reality show and was like, peace, bitch. Like, didn't want any part of it. And then she says that she hooked up with someone from The Notebook, but she won't say who it is. Can't be Ryan. She said it's somebody who was single at the time. James Marston. So her options are Ryan Gosling, James Marston, or some older guy that I saw a picture of, but I can't remember. Not the old guy. (laughs) James Garner. (laughs) No. Can you imagine? I was thinking maybe the, the friend of Ryan Gosling that's also in... Um, he's in, um, what's that movie? He's just not that into you. And he's in love with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, the guy from 90210. No, from, uh, he's from, uh, he was Entourage. Is he an Entourage? Cause yeah. I almost said that and I'm like, he's is the that best the same friend. person? Yeah. So I think it was that guy. Uh, if I had probably, to guess. Because James Marsden most likely was married. Yeah, if I had to guess, I would say it was probably Let me him. See. I, I don't think James Marsden would go for her. No, well, I wouldn't think Gerard Butler would either. Well, I think that he's so hot. Gerard Butler might get down to some crazy town. Maybe. Oh my god. Speaking oh, you of you might have been single. When James, did he get married? Two thousand to two thousand eleven and he's single now. Oh which, call me. <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, if you guys can retain that information and you want to play our game, we will reward you handsomely. Marley, please stop. Sorry for my dog again. So very, um, colored dating history for her. Just drama. I hope she finds love, although she doesn't look like the same person. No. She... Brandy, we gotta, we gotta like we've, give a, the fillers a rest. We've gotta tone it down. My God, yeah. it just looks very bad. It's just like it's time to like take the extensions out, like go for a natural look. Um, she just doesn't look good. Just so you guys know, I'll be a little blonder by the next. Oh, <laughs> since everybody can see us, <laughs> <laughs> I know they're wondering. Um. Yeah. So can we talk very quickly before we close out about the Erica Jane and Army Hammer? Are they, do they hook up? No. Okay. I haven't seen yes. it. Yes. So there's some, Isn't and I have. married? 
he's getting divorced. Ooh. Apparently, he's like into like S and M, and he's like a like he's sometimes a dom and sometimes a submissive. And I guess Erica Jane is like part of his like circle of whatever. And their neighbors in New York, I guess, like have apartments next to each other. And there's like some craziness going on between the two of them. Like, and there was somebody, I'll have to put it on Instagram or something like after I do some research, but I read it and I was like, what? (laughs) But there's a picture of Erica Jane, like in like a, like a dominatrix outfit, like with her hands behind her back, like, and they're like, that is Erica Jane, period. It's her. Like he, like that he took? Somebody took. I haven't seen any of this. Oh my God. It happened yesterday too, amidst all of the Madison. I was too busy yesterday. Yeah. So something Madison. else that we need to research and we need to put on Instagram because it is juicy. Oh my God. I know. I mean, not surprised about her. A little surprised about him. Well, he's getting divorced because he was doing some like shady ass shit to his wife. I can't remember what it is and I don't want to say it was like abuse or like anything illegal. But it's not the army hammer we think we know. Yeah, because like, wasn't he a prince in a movie or something? I just remember his him as the twins in the social network. Army. I know. So we're going to have to look that up. We'll put more about it on Instagram because it's juicy and so, the world needs to know. I guess we've learned that we'll never, ever be in a relationship with anyone in Hollywood. No. Stick to Midwest. Won't. Midwest is best. <sighs> I think. That's a lot. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to like... We need time to digest. Yeah. For reals. Well, let's go digest some food. Okay. Okay, that's all. Bye, Liz. Bye. If you say what you want to say.